everybody. Welcome to Jesus Songs, a podcast about church music. My name is Brett Yonker, and I am so excited that we're starting this journey together. I love church music. I love worship music. I have been singing it ever since I was a kid in youth group. I've been a part of helping uh, write worship music, leading worship music, and Maybe that's why you're here today. Maybe you're a worship leader or a songwriter, or maybe you're just somebody who just loves singing these songs. Well, I hope that over the course of this season, we'll talk about a song that has made a huge impact on you, or maybe you experienced Jesus through one of these songs. But I also hope uh, that you get to hear from some just incredible artists. One of my favorite things about writing songs is just getting to hear how do these men and women process life, life with Jesus, uh, what's going on around them, and then how do they leverage their gifts to serve other people, to really serve something that's bigger than themselves. So since we are a new podcast, it would mean the world to us if you would subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss an episode. And if you love it, leave a review. And if you really love it, would you share it with somebody and tell your friends about it? It would just mean the world to us. Today, we're joined by my good friend David Leonard to hear the story behind the song, Great Are You, Lord. Some songs feel like they've always been there, just woven into the fabric of the church, and this is one of those songs. Today, David talks about the story and the significance behind the song and how it almost didn't happen. I am so glad that you're here today. Today we're going to be talking about Greater You, Lord, uh, which is quite possibly one of the greatest worship songs ever written in all of human history. So um, <laughs> congratulations. That's awesome. And because uh, here's the thing about Greater You, Lord, and we're going to get, we'll, we, we, I want to do some background first, but I just want to say this from the start. If you are a worship leader out there and your worship set is struggling and nothing's happening, mm. All you've got to do, <laughs> there's, there's one card you need to play, and that's put Greater You, Lord, in your set list. Crazy. And, uh, and every, it's kind of like the How Great Thou Art. Like, yeah. if all else, you know, when we've been traveling, me and Christian, we traveled forever. Like, yeah. and if, like, if, if all else fails, How Great Thou Art. Greater You, Lord, is in, the same, is in the same zone. And so I'm excited today uh, to get to talk about that. But before we really get into the song, I would love just help us know a little bit about you, your story, where you're coming from. Um, how did you even get into to music? How did you know that you could even play music? Because you're an amazing musician. Oh, man. Uh, I grew up in Southeast Arkansas. Okay. Uh, dad was a worship pastor, college pastor, youth pastor. But didn't play anything. Okay. Like my grandma played piano and organ. Yeah. So like that was the only person that in my family that I knew that really like did the musical thing. My dad could sing and that's what he did. Yeah. But he just like he didn't play anything. Right. So, you know, the the whole like learning how to play guitar or piano or anything, just that wasn't a thing. Right. And so I was, what like, was your th- what was your thing? Then? Oh sports. Okay. What sports? Like a, any. All, 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 <laughs> all. I mean, it's all, all we around. had. Yeah, it's like nine thousand people. Uh-huh. In my Whatever hometown. was in season. Yeah, so it was either basketball, football, or, or baseball. We didn't have, we didn't even have soccer or anything like that. They do now. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was the nineties. Yeah, no. yeah. Who was playing soccer no, in the nineties? I mean, come on. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. No. Unless you live in a big city, no one's <laughs> not in South <laughs> Arkansas. No. Okay. No, but like uh, sports, hunting, like that's that's all we had. It sounds awesome. Yeah. So how did but so then how did you find a guitar or find a piano? Yeah, I, I Go remember to your grandma's house. I mean, kinda. Yeah, I I remember, you know, 
at the Baptist church, they would have those modesty uh, petitions around, yep. like the organ and the piano. <laughs> and my grandma would come down and she would play, yep. and I would sit back there and I would like sit and just watch her feet, and I would drink cokes and <laughs> eat snacks and draw and all kinds of stuff. Amazing. Like but I just remember that was like my first, like, okay, hey, I'm I'm watching you do this. I love what so it your makes your grandma's feel. playing the organ and she's doing yeah. all the footwork. Too. Oh yeah, all of it. That to me, all like we have not, we have not shouted. We think people. It's hard to like. Play also, key- lost art. Well, it's it's hard to play keys. I mean, yeah. at our church, you, it's the MD yeah. and you're running Ableton. Yeah. So it's like it, there's a lot going on. But For when sure. you think about all those, you know, seasoned women, particularly who yeah. were rocking the organ, playing bass on the feet, pl- bass on the feet. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's and that nice. was your grandmother. That was my grandma. That's awesome. That's my grandma. And so. I, I remember uh, this girl, Joy, had a Taylor guitar. Okay. And she was going to sell it. She sold it to me for $600. Amazing. And I worked all summer long at the sporting goods store so Uh I could afford it. And uh, bought it. Some friends of mine had started a band, and I'd seen them play. Yeah. And it was just like my mind was blown. I was like, (laughs) what is this? What was the name of your first band? I can't tell you that. Come on. Wet Fleece. Wet Fleece. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, okay. Gideon. I I was there. I got the reference. I got the reference. Uh, that's powerful. How far did Wet Fleece go? Uh, um, I mean, that's like a. It's in the eye of the beholder. You know. Yeah. It. I, we played a lot of uh, like Valentine's Day dances. Okay. Or fifth quarters. Oh. Fifth quarter, that's a great... Fifth quarters were special. They were special. Yeah. Because it was like, hey, the game has four quarters. <laughs> let's add one. <laughs> let's do another one. One more. Let's just do one more, but let's do it at the church yeah. with a band called Wet Fleece. With a band called Wet Fleece. Okay, great. And these kids were like, I'm definitely not going to this. This is lame. Or they were like, <laughs> I have to at least see what this is about because it sounds so odd. I played... I pl- a fifth quarter was one of the worst things I've played at before yeah. in, my, yes. in my life. Hands it, down. It ended, uh, we were supposed to go for two hours, but I was playing with a group of, the guy A thought we were playing cover songs, and all I knew were worship songs. And I was like, well, I know how to cover Chris Tomlin and Hillsong United. And so I said, so we play every worship song that we knew. And then we were done. But because we had started late, he was like, you were supposed to go for two hours, but we went to like the time that we were supposed to go, but he made us get back up and play. So then I started playing How Great Is Our God as slow as I possibly could because I I was kind of rebellious. Like I was kind of like, you know, just a typical 20-year-old. And like, uh, anyway, we're playing it and then like no one's playing it. They're all eating pizza and playing video games and whatever. And then this one guy starts dancing with a girl in the middle of the gym, slow dancing to How Great Is Our God, doing like a back scratch. (laughs) And that's where it started. But did they shut it down right there? No, no. It just, I was like, he this, was there for it. I was no one. No, no one was paying attention to what oh we were doing. Gosh. It was like, have you guys heard of an iPod? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember getting asked to uh, play at a Church of Christ, like uh, I don't know, jamboree or something <laughs> uh-huh. like that. Yeah, and I don't think they realized we were like a Christian band because it's like you can't <laughs> do the instruments and those kind of songs. Okay, and so like two songs in, they were like, hey, you can't. You got to stop saying God, and so I had to stop. I had to start like uh, making up new lyrics to songs, and so and that's when I learned how to write songs. No way. No. Oh wow, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. 
So, okay, so wet fleece. Yeah, and, uh, wet fleece happened. Came, came and gone. Yeah. <laughs> came yeah. And, yeah. Uh, went to college, ended up starting a band in college called Jackson Waters. Okay. That's what got me to Nashville. We ended up signing a record deal. Amazing. Um, moved out there in 05, which is crazy to think. I've been in Nashville for 17 years now. That's wild. Which is nuts. But did that thing. Um, it was a lot of fun. We were kind of like the all things, all people band. Yeah. We could be the bar band, the church band, the whatever. Just a good yeah. old band. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun. But like during that season, I just like, I didn't know what it was like to write songs. Okay. Like I, I wrote a lot of like faceless, like kind of songs. Yeah. Like a lot of things that I had heard about, but not things that I knew. Okay. You know, I was just writing songs. What What is that? What What, what did that look like? Were you just trying to sound like? Yeah. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. Like anything that's where oh yeah I can write a song about that I was okay like, yeah you can but if you don't know anything about it right it just like kind of stays right here hmm. and um, that that band kind of ran its course and then I started playing keys for this little rock band out of South Carolina yeah called Need to Breathe heard of them which I'm still hoping they get the big break you know yeah seriously I I think they're gonna be okay yeah yeah I mean they got a lot of promise a lot of promise yeah a lot of promise yeah. But did that, and uh, during that season, me and my wife started going to this little church in Franklin. Yeah. And um, fell in love with the community. Got involved in a small group, and um, just God kind of met us and wrecked us in yeah. that season. Felt like, like, what's your wife's name? Natalie. 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 Well, where, how'd you guys meet? College. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. John Brown University. Okay. Little Arkansas. So from co- y'all moved to Nashville? Yeah, together. Okay. Yeah. We, we were... We got married in July of 05, moved in December of 05. Amazing. So, new. So, there you guys are. You're you're at this church. Yeah. And it, it was just like, felt like grace, grace met us. It was like a real tangible thing. Yeah. It was like something that I needed greatly, especially walking through that season of just, the need to breathe thing was, was beautiful, but it was like really hard. It was like yeah. I was gone for 40 days at the time, like. We had both developed individual lives yeah. before FaceTime, all this stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, traveling just looked completely different back then. Yep. And uh, and yeah, it was just a it was a really tough season. And so the church and our small group kind of became our our safe haven. Wow. And, um, I started, you know, trying to write songs again. Okay. And I just started thinking about those twelve people that I was doing life with in the small group. And That's cool some worship type stuff started coming out which i i had never written worship songs okay before so like what does that mean it just started coming out like yeah it was just like i i remember i was in maine with need to breathe and i grabbed an acoustic after sound check i walked outside of this bench and i was sitting down and i tried to write the normal songs i always written which were relationship type songs yeah i'm sitting there on the bench and i started thinking about the people that we were doing life with yeah start writing this thing and it's just like it's like worship what what i knew uh-huh. as worship yeah um and i was like i don't know what this is i don't know what to do with this I'm, yep um and so i i just felt this tug to send it to the worship pastor at the time i was like I, this is not a good song like <laughs> I, I do not want you to play this nothing yeah i just feel like i'm supposed to send it to you okay and um i sent it to him and he's like, hey, there's another girl that wants to write songs for her small group. You should, guys should get together and, <laughs> yeah. and see what happens. No way. And so he introduced me to Leslie Jordan. And Wow. When I would come home off the road, we would we would write. And yep. She was on staff there already. Okay. And so she would lead them. And 
Yeah. I would go back out and she'd be like, yeah, that worked or it didn't work. And That's amazing. It was awesome. So y'all start writing these songs yeah. for your community yeah. there outside of Nashville. And uh, I think that's, I feel like that's where we first met because yeah. y'all were in that season. Y'all, y'all had like a little writing room. Yeah, in the back that, room. It was yeah. so vibey. Yeah. You, you always have like the vibey spots. I, I mean, I, I like to set moods. I, I like that. Uh-huh. I like that. And uh, But y'all are writing songs uh, for, for this community. And so, and then your band came out of that. Yeah. And so one thing I love about you guys with All Sons and Daughters and what you were doing is it felt like y'all were trying to give us another language and another tone mm. in worship. Like we've had, you know, there's all this, I mean, amazing stuff, great yeah. gatherings going on all over the world. Uh, but th- there was a, a real like, like, personal tone mm. um and something that kind of held the tension of like hope and sorrow and like all of that so it feels like yeah, is that something y'all were setting out to to do yeah i mean i think that's what our church was all about yeah and even you using the word tension uh-huh. was what was used all the time we're living in the tension of okay like that was such the culture of what this church was and i think it was just an overflow of what god was doing there wow. we felt the permission to be able to ask the questions we felt the permission to be able to to sit and not stand you know it was like right. it was definitely I, I talk about it as a posturing thing uh-huh. like it, it wasn't a standing with your arms raised it was right. more like a sitting with your feet flat on the ground and like kind of head down like it, it was more this season of lament and, yeah. and questions and um you know, especially during that season, there there wasn't a ton of that, right? And so I think it just kind of felt filled a void that that wasn't there. What do you think? What what was uh, what was drawing you guys into that that space? You think or just is that just where you guys where you were? Just kind of like you were in that zone of going yeah. like God, I'm kind of like breaking down things that I thought about you, and that in in your I'm, I need you to come and rebuild some stuff or. Yeah, I, I think you know we always kind of talked about our churches being it's either the your last attempt at church or it was kind of your first step back into okay. after like stepping out for a while. Yep, and it was kind of that that haven for a lot of people. Yeah, and um, and you know was it even for us. I, I think Leslie walked through that kind of stuff. I think uh, to a certain degree, I did not not as much. I you know. I had my own little church baggage. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I think it was just a place that felt that felt very very safe and you know, I just I remember I remember being um during right before we started doing this thing, I was in a small group with the pastor's sister and um it was before you know, all sons of dark started. It was before I left Need to Breathe. I was still out there. Yep. And they were like, "Hey, we don't have anybody to lead this Sunday. Could you lead? I know, I know that you've led before. Yeah. Could you do it?" And I was like, "No, there's no way. <laughs> like, I, I don't do that. Like, I, I, you don't want me leading." Yeah. And they were like, "No, I think you really should." And I was like, "Okay." Being the the southern boy that I am, I'm like, "All right, let me go. Let me have a meeting with your brother." The pastor. Okay. I'll take a meeting with the pastor. I'll tell him how bad I am. <laughs> and then this will kill this. Yeah. You know? Because Lord knows that, like, you're not getting up on that stage. You got sin in your life. You got uh-huh. you're you're you got stuff going on. Yeah. You're not. And uh and so I remember taking him to lunch and I just kind of laid it out. I was like, hey man, this is where I'm at. And yeah. 
And I, we get to the end of the conversation, and he's like, well, man, I'm just like, I'm really excited for this week. And yeah, man, you're going to do great on Sunday. Great. I was it's like, be great. my mind was blown because <laughs> I'd never seen that before. Like, I, I like, uh-huh. and that was the thing for me. Like I said, like, grace became a real thing. It became wow. a real tangible thing because I felt like I was being ex- extended it. Wow. Like, uh, and it wasn't just something that people were talking about. Right. Or giving me after the fact of, like, doing something bad. <laughs> you know, it's like. Right. It was like, no, like we have space for you here. Yeah. No, I feel that I had to kind of unwind some of that too, just growing up yeah. in the southeast of America and 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 it's an amazing place yeah. in, the, in the sense that yes, like a lot of people love Jesus. I great grew up in a great environment. But I had to personally kind of unwind this thing of like, oh, if I do enough good things for God, yeah. he really does yeah. love me, but I've done some bad things. And so I need to kind of I need to get in the good graces yeah. first, yeah. and then I can I can receive where it's kind of the other way around. He yeah. actually extends his love and mercy and grace, and that is the thing that inspires me to yeah. move into change and, yeah. and to grow. And it yeah, it took it took, I was kind of in my twenties, and it, it took a bit of that to begin to unwind and to experience that yeah. and to experience grace. You give life. You are love. You bring life. To the darkness you give hope You restore every heart that is broken And great are you, Lord It's your Somehow you guys ultimately become a group and you start working. Was so then? How does how does this song in this in this tension of hope and sorrow and, and grace mm. for the broken? Um, how does this song that is so high praise um, come out of that scenario? Well, I mean, I, I I have to say that probably a lot of that had to do with Ingram that yeah. day. Yeah, for sure. Because we were coming from that space of like very like contemplative, uh-huh. asking a lot of questions. And then Jay comes in. Um, and, you know, it's it's hard to even remember that day. People ask me all the time. They're like, sure. you know, tell me what it was like yeah. to write this song. Uh-huh. I'm like, I can't really tell you because when I wrote it, I was like, I'll never sing this song again. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't, I can't really tell you. Um, you were wrong. I was wrong. You were wrong, <laughs> but like thankful that I was wrong. Yes, of course. Like this is this is the the beautiful reminder to me, and I think God did this on purpose, of of going, hey, like you have no idea what you're doing in any of this. <laughs> like get out of the way. Uh huh. Like be willing yeah. to step into this. Yeah. But like know that I'm doing this. Right. And like. As as much as you can try, you can try to force things down the path. You can try to do all this stuff, but yep. like, I am the one who is capable of doing all these things. And yep. um, it's just been a beautiful reminder to me. And I rem- I remember, I don't even think when we when we finished the song that day, I don't think Grady Lord was in the actual song. Okay, I think Jason took it back and was doing the demo of it. Yeah, and then 
all of a sudden we got the the demo back and it uh-huh. had the Grady Lord part in it. Okay. And it was like all of a sudden it all made sense. Uh-huh. I wish I could go back and find that work tape of the original. Oh my gosh, yeah. I should I've never Someone's, I've never tried to even look for we've it. We've got to find that. If you if you're a publisher out there yeah. and you have a voice memo of Grady Lord, yeah. please send it to awesome. info. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's so. You guys, you, you have a, a you're riding with Jason, and for those of you who uh, don't know, and if you're listening to this podcast, you probably do know. Yeah. Jason Ingram is such a gift to the church, yeah. and has written so many songs, and just has a way of um, finding these these moments. And so, you guys write this song, yeah. get a demo back, and are you like, yeah, let's make it, let's put it on record? No. No, it was it was like, nah, I don't think it's yeah, I don't think we should do it. But it <laughs> I had so much other baggage going on. It, uh-huh. was, it was, you know, and I've I've sat with Jason with this before and, and I had to apologize. And, <laughs> but you know, it was coming out I was coming out of the season of need to breathe and you know, it, they only write their own songs and Yeah, right. And so like co writing wasn't a thing. Yeah. And so to be Starting to write with other people, it was like, oh no, 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 we don't want to do that. We're we're gonna keep it this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, we'll keep and, it in house. Yeah, in house. Yeah, yeah. Like we don't want to do that. Yeah. And it's like, of course, you're gonna put us with the greatest worship <laughs> songwriter that there is. Right. And uh, and thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do this. Yeah. Um, and you know, I it was just it was really beautiful, and and. You know, people were like, "I think I really think you should put this on a record." Yeah, and you know, finally, I it took less convincing for her. It took more convincing for me, but it was just, it wasn't even convincing. It was just my own stubbornness. Yeah. Um. But then, you know, we we recorded it on this live record, and it kind of started bubbling, and you know, and then all of a sudden versions started popping up like yeah amanda cook did a version that ended up on youtube and it's, and it's like that's when bethel was really putting up sunday nights and yep yep it, um, i think it's kind of crazy if we look back over the last few years and to see what songs amanda cook was leading she launched them man. and i mean because there's i think there's a i mean i think there's a handful oh, yeah. of songs where yeah. that's that's the case yeah, yeah. multiples for sure yeah it, it was like amanda did one and steph did one and jeremy riddle did one and wow it's like, i mean Obviously, Bethel was like a major gatekeeper right then of what was kind of coming out. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was just like all of a sudden it kind of started bubbling up and then people started throwing it in. And, yep. Uh, it's kind of crazy because it's this for me, the, as just as somebody's been been around church songs for a long time, it's just like, like it was there. It was like kind, kind of like what you're saying. Cause even I went back this morning to look and it was like, I think it was like track eight on your record. Yeah. And uh, which never despised track eight, by no, the way, right. you ne- never despise it. Right. And uh, but it, like you said, it wasn't like you weren't leading with it at the time. Well, because it was like a, it was all these songs that we'd already had on records, right? It was like Petty doing Mary Jane's Last Dance on his greatest hits record. <laughs> it's yeah. like all of a sudden you're yeah. like, oh, that is a part of his greatest yeah. hits. It is the greatest. It is a hit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? I love it. In that documentary, he's like, it's kind of pretentious yeah. to put a new song on a greatest hits record, 100%. right? Yeah, yeah. But when you're Tom Petty, you can be yeah. a little pretentious. <laughs> so, well done, sir. Um, but. But yeah, so all that to say is, but I think that's, it's it's kind of crazy because we live in a world where uh, things blow up, right? Yeah. Like things just, they hit, they blow up and and they become a thing. But then 
I think it takes a minute for the church sometimes to like, for A, just for us to be aware and then to catch on and for it to land in our hearts. And I think when I think about Greater You, Lord, it's like to, it it kind of was doing that. It was like, it was just simmering for a a few years. And I mean, I remember Redmond did a version of it at Passion, uh, it was like 2018. Yep. And it like brought the house down, yeah. even just to this last, I mean, we've, we've ended most tour nights over the last few years with Greater You, Lord. Yeah. Like, uh, Tomlin it, did it. Tomlin did that it. Passion. That was the first time I saw him do it. Wow. And that was the first time it was done at Passion. Yeah. Because well, I remember uh, Louis was doing the Bones talk. Okay. I think it was 2014. Yeah. Yes. That was 2014. And we were, me and Jason and Leslie were all in the box up there and okay. he's going into the talk and yeah. we we're like, he should do great. We, Gritty Lord would be perfect, but nobody heard it. Like it, I, we had just done it on the live thing. Okay, it, it was it had just come out or whatever. Yeah. It's like it would be perfect. It would be, right perfect. It'd be perfect. Made Taylor yeah. made. Yeah, made for this. Yeah, and uh, and then fast forward a few years later with with Pat. Yep. and and Chris doing that. I remember that out it was in the dome. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, and so and then even like when we're in the bends again, twenty twenty, and Mav was in the middle of their set, and it, I mean it was just like. It's crazy, David. Like, it is crazy. It's crazy. And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. And even when I go back and listen to it, it's such a simple song. Yeah. Like same verse, first and second are same. I love that. Don't need a second verse. Don't need it. Don't need it. Yeah. Just let's, let's run it back. <laughs> let's run it back. Same verse again. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this because I think I think there's something to be said. Like even going back into kind of what you guys were setting out to do as a band and give voice to kind of the tension of the brokenness of life and the hope of God in all of this, and then to have this song of high praise mm. where we somehow elevate our our view yeah. and we set our hearts on the, the greatness of God. Yeah. And just as you've been one who's carried this song to the world, like what what have what do you see how do you see that help helping people who are in the hard places to set their heart and their their gaze on Jesus? I mean, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> that's why we have a podcast. I know. That's why there's know. microphones. I know. Video cameras. Video cameras. Catch the expression. Uh-huh. Uh huh. No, I mean, I, I think I've I've been sent so many videos of people singing this in hospital rooms. Wow. Or um, funerals or weddings or anything, and I, I just I think that this song allows people to forget about everything else that's happening and simply take a breath and remember that it's not up to them to fill their lungs with any of this. Hmm. That simply God has given them the gift today. Yeah. And forget about everything else. Wow. And like, I think it sounds so simple, but for me, I feel like it's the simple things that that really impact greatly yeah. because we don't have time to think. We're not thinking about it, right? It's like simple truths. Yep. And mm-hmm. and 
we're just gonna we're gonna sit in that and right. we're gonna rely on that and um yeah that's that's the thing for me that's got me and that's the thing for me that it not allowed it to get old right like it, yeah it, i mean we're not talking about things that it's not fads right. it's not hip yeah. language yeah it's it's simple truths of 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 things that we're saying and and i don't know man I, yeah it's, it's hard to describe no i i love that in some ways it it's kind of like one of those again it, it like you said it's really simple and it, it really is the touch of god yeah. on on this song in uh in in such a really profound way but I think in singing about the the greatness of God, or when you're like reading the the scripture, and you when you get that view of who Jesus is, mm. and that that reframing that happens, because it's obviously like I still have my, you know, I'm still in the hospital yeah. room, or I'm still, you know, this relationship is falling apart, or you know, this that the other. But yeah. now all of a sudden, what does seem overwhelming? is like put in its proper place mm. because now I'm getting overwhelmed by this sovereign, kind, loving, patient God. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's, that's, that's such a powerful thing. And I think that's what this song has been such a, a vehicle for. Mm. And, um, but yeah, do you, are there some, do you have any other, like, are there any stories or things that you've just, as you've seen, because well, again, this song is just kind of, keeps going and well going. i mean even the weird thing you know we ended our last show was at the end of 2016 okay and so from 2016 to 2020 i didn't really do any shows okay and so i'm I, fast forward to 2020 i'm out on this tour of mercy me yep and i go to lead this song and i'm the opener uh-huh. and all of a sudden this song just like erupts yeah like an arena is on its feet it's humongous moment. Uh-huh. And I'm like, this didn't used to be like this. <laughs> Which was This God, hits different. This is way different. Yeah. And man, like being a person who spends a lot of time working on songs. Yeah. A person who spends a lot of time thinking about moments and if a song will be big or not. Yeah. And to know that that it really wasn't up to us. That's amazing. Like that that that's kind of what's made the song really special is it it's not because we carried it. Right. It's not because Amanda carried it. It's like everybody's kind of taking it as their own. That's really powerful. And it's a vehicle that everybody seems to get into. Yep. And 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 it's and it's no one's. I love that. Which to me I go, "Oh my gosh, it's like that's that's the the purest thing. It's like yeah, I I can I can't claim it. Yeah, I actually tried to kill it. <laughs> you know? Yep. God said no, David. God said no. <laughs> so I got. I love plans. it. L- Louis says it this way to us all the time. That all the songwriters around passion. He says, "Hey, just remember, they don't come from you; they mm. come through you." And uh, it's really powerful to see. Well, you also not only are you a great songwriter, great artist, but you're a great producer. And you've been producing music, and and you're you know you're putting out music right now, mm. and uh, just some great songs. And I've I've enjoyed, we've gotten to write together and and work on some stuff recently. And it's been really fun. And so I would love just just as you're kind of one of the like early producer voices that we've had on mm. the podcast. Like when you're when you're in that space with like trying to write with with other people, or even just trying to help like realize the vision yeah. of a song. 
like help help us get into that space a little bit too of like how do you how do you come up and and begin to serve the song or like and and help help kind of like this idea that maybe is like almost there but not quite like how do you like what where's your headspace at when you're kind of getting into a song yeah i mean for me it's a lot like church yeah you know i i have to look at it from like the worship leader you know viewpoint yep. of going all right who, who's the congregation that we're that we're creating this for yep and what does the congregation need yep and um and so i you know anytime we're diving into songs whether we were you know working on you know the passion record or whatever it was it was like trying to figure out all right what what is this moment for yep what are we doing yep uh and you know sometimes Sometimes you you tend to move in different directions and and you you try to reshape, but like it's it's always about who you're writing songs for. It, it, it's it's very rarely about like oh this is super clever uh-huh. and we need to do this. Yeah, it, it's like no, does it serve a purpose? Right, and um, and that's you know that's always the question. Yeah, of you know what's what's the purpose? Who are we serving? Yep. How do we how do we accomplish this yep and how do we do it in a new and creative way yeah um what's is, that part like yeah that's like hard. as you're as you're like what what are the things that interest you when you're trying to go in that new and creative zone? well i mean I, th- I think you know w- when you take the church thing and you throw it together with you know a, a voice memo of you walking down the street yeah and figuring out how to intertwine these sounds and feelings yep uh, of the intimacy yeah but yet put it in a room where people feel like they have the freedom to enter in themselves yep uh it's this beautiful clash of of heaven and earth i feel like that's awesome um and some days it's really easy to do that. <laughs> yeah. Some days it's more difficult. Yeah. But I think it's it's like there's no no's. Like everything is let's try it. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cool. So you kind of have this like yes and yeah mentality. Yeah, it's improv, yeah. man. Yeah. Right. We're just we're all riffing off of each other. Right. That's pretty huge because I because I'm sure especially in the seat that you sit in, you're working not only with an artist usually, but you're also yeah. working with their team. Yeah. And and then you're. There's just a lot of like you know, there's music goes through a lot of hands before it actually yeah. like goes out into the world. For and sure. so, as somebody who's helping like steward that and shepherd that process, how do you how do you do that? Where where you're trying to like, are there moments where you you like? How do you take the feedback but then stay true to a vision? But like, I mean, obviously that's a that's a dance. There's yeah. probably not like a you know, there's not a formula to this, yeah. but like, how, wh- how do you do that? Like, how do you handle, Hey, okay, we've got a lot of uh, voices speaking yeah, into the process. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I with mean, great, with probably valid viewpoint, like valid 100%, angles on this thing 100%, the whole way. Yeah. 100%. I think in the early days, I think I tried to, for- I forced yeah. too many things down a path. Really? It's like, no, no, this is how it should go. Uh-huh. It's like, no, I have no idea. I'm just guessing. <laughs> yeah. All of us are guessing. Do you feel like as you've gotten older, the less like certain you've gotten on 100%. those things? 100%. Yeah. 100%. Why do you think that is? Because it, I just don't, I don't have to prove anything to anybody anymore. Wow. Like, I don't have to prove to you that I deserve to be here in this room. Yeah. Yeah. I was a part of writing a song. Did I do all the things that people think that I did? Probably not. No. <laughs> You know, did you know? And and that's the thing is like, I just don't. I don't have to. I don't have to care. Do you feel like that's kind of freed you up as you make yeah. stuff? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and that was kind of the same thing with, you know, people were like, well, how do you write another Gertie Lord? And it's like, I don't. I don't, I don't know. And I might not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, the, the statistics say that I will not. Uh-huh. But... Um, but who knows? Yeah, because a lot of life is positioning too. I feel yeah. like just going like being, I'm I'm where you want me to be, God, yeah. and my hands are open. I'm doing what you want me to do, yeah. and I'm going to trust you with wherever that leads. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's amazing. So you so you would say like at this point, like you're are you like you're pretty open. Like you you try and stay open to yeah the process. Yeah, one hundred percent. I you know I I have the things that I feel like I bring to the table. Yep. And I can bring them into the session, and yeah. if they're welcomed, yeah, you know, yeah, then it's it's great. If it's not, then I pivot and yeah. I go to serve the project, yeah, you know, because at the end of the day, we're we're talking about creating something together, yeah, which a lot of times is not me carrying it, yeah, you know, it's you or somebody else, yeah, and it's it's a vision that's been casted, and my thing is to be able to take. What's in your head, yep. and to put it on tape, yep. and then put it out to the world. That's amazing. And it's not really my job to take what I think is best. Yeah, it's to take what's what you think is best. Yep, and to pull out the things that you can't even see yourself. Yeah. So a lot of times it's it's very you know it's things that you don't, we don't even talk about. Right. It's just the stuff that you can't necessarily see. Yep. That that I'm picking, and you know I have an amazing team that works with me. Uh, Brad King and Colin. Yep, yeah, uh, those guys are awesome. Which have been awesome, and and you know we we work really hard at, yep. at listening to an artist or an entire team because you know we have we have you as the artist, we have the A and R team, yep, and we have the rest of the label, we have marketing, we have uh, publishing, yep. That's going. Does this even make sense? You know, it's <laughs> like it's so many people, yeah. And then we have managers, yeah. You know? And then wives it, and it takes a second village. cousins. And- yeah, I mean, we got them all. Yeah. And it really does. I mean, that's, I think, you know, such a thing. I don't know if everybody, you know, I, I love it. I hope, hope people listening to this podcast that are just, even they're just, I love this song, yeah. you know, and they're getting a little window into how God has worked through this song. But even just to know, you know, God brings a lot of people into the process to bring these songs yeah. out to people. And it's not, it's not just one or two people kind of in their little room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so I guess sometimes it is, you know, God does what he wants I to mean, do. Grady but. Lord would not have happened without Paul Mabry. Yeah. Chico Gonzalez. Like uh, people that you have never yeah. heard of right. in your life right. are the reason why this song right. is out. That's amazing. Mike Murray. Yep. Like all these people. Yep. Like played such a vital role. Into making this song happen, but they they never they never heard of. It. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. And so shout out, yeah, to shout all out. the teams. Yeah, man, it's so good. Krista Trey, our manager. I mean, like all these people were just like such a vital. Yep. Of like, yes, you should do this. That's so cool. I know, and it's so funny. I mean, I feel like everybody needs that wherever you are, and what you know, if you're just in where whatever you're working on, but just hopefully you can get around people who want to champion what God is doing and they all to. want the best. You can't have yes people around you. You're right. Like if you have yes people around you, it it, it ain't gonna work. No. You need people who are gonna challenge you, yep. speak truths into your life. Yep. The hard truths. You're right. Um you you have to have it. Yes. You gotta have it. Gotta have it. Well David, just as we wrap up, uh what what's something just as you are again just a uh, uh, anchor in, in making church music right now. Like, what's some things that you're seeing or that you're like really hopeful for? Just as mm-hmm. people are, um, as as songs are kind of coming up and and 
people are writing music for the church? What's something you're looking forward to? Man, I, I just think there's a lot of I think there's a lot of real moments that are happening, uh, which just means just moments that are coming from real life, yeah, uh, real experiences. Yeah, and I think that's the thing to me that that gets me excited because yeah. it's not just these. We're not just throwing up these big grand ideas. Right. These are actual things that like people are walking through, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which creates this beautiful intimacy. Yeah. Because there's a connection with the song more than just um, trying to get people to sing it. Right. And I think that's the thing that excites me. I love that. A ton. Yeah. You know, being a, a, a songwriter, being a guy who loves just music. Yep. It's those songs that I have always connected right. to through the year. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, the ones that hit me straight in the heart. Yeah. And um, yeah, so I, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about um, just new ideas. Yeah, uh, people coming and and worshiping in their homes. And yep, um, I, I think it's it's just it's the wild west out here right now <laughs> with music. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. You can do anything. You really can. If you can dream it up, you can do it. Yeah, and we are not we we are not uh, confined to being on tours or um, anything. Yeah. Like legit, you can make a video and all of a sudden millions of people see it and all of a sudden you're doing crazy things. Yeah. And that to me is is extremely exciting. I love it. Because it's it's forcing people to be creative. Yep. And forcing people to get out there and do it. I love it. Dude, that's so great. Man, thank you so much for stopping by and coming and being a part of the podcast today. And yeah. And uh, we hope the show goes awesome tonight. Thanks. It's going to be sweet. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Love it. Thanks for checking out this episode of Jesus Songs, a podcast about church music. Subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode and leave a review. We'll see you next time.